0: Hello, we're live from San Francisco. Uh, my name is Ike Lorenzo. I'm Justin McGann. And this is the Landscape Mode Podcast. Episode 3. So this week we're going to be talking about uh, names in the mobile industry. Yes. Good and bad. There are not a lot of good ones. There are not. Uh, acronyms are popular uh, and and certain keywords that have made their way into just about every mobile name of a cloud or web Or mobile service. Yeah, including names that are just made up of those keywords jumbled together. Uh, Then we're going to talk a bit about security. That is security in the cloud, security in mobile devices, and security in basically the mobile ecosystem. Uh, And then uh, a a little little path off security. We're going to talk about GM's new car that now runs WebKit in your dash. That's right. So that you can fly off the road as fast as possible while you're using your in-car WebKit app. Uh, and finally, we're going to finish up with just talking about a very strange new way to develop mobile apps that I think anyone could have seen coming. Um, but first, uh, names. So we went through this period where uh, it was not cool to have a vowel in your name because somebody else had already used
1: it in a URL like somewhere else in the world. Right. That was very important. Listen, <laughs> You came with a name. I can't get the URL for it. Let's just start chucking vowels out, and as you know, we'll just chuck out as many vowels as it takes to be able to get the URL. Yes, of course, we got Tumblr and everything. Er. Right. Twitter was originally T
0: W T T R. No, no vowels at all. So that was very fun for the web, but now we have a, a, a very strange world of mobile where maybe because of autocorrect you're not allowed to do that so you have to construct even more bizarre names out of it appears only nine approved words right uh so we have <laughs> if you take app cloud app, yeah app anything app anything's good cloud is good moby or mobe is good and um and we can
1: give you some examples well my favorite it's just App Cloud because it's just two of them combined. Just App Cloud. <laughs> and what is what does App Cloud do? I don't know, pull it up. Uh, Obviously they it's a it's mobile service. The problem with okay, so oh, it's a it's a SDK. App cloud is an SDK. Yeah. And
0: I love how App Cloud is not just the App Cloud service located at AppCloud.com, but it is Eloquiz App Cloud, Bright Close App Cloud. Like every company has an app cloud, including App Cloud. Yeah. Uh, and so you know, the
1: and, and I mean, we're not calling anyone out. Everyone has bad names. There's not a there's not a good name.
0: In yes, me. there's a certain mobile company. That's right. Having too many vowels in your name can be a problem, also, as we at
1: Move Web <laughs> are acutely aware. That's right. Everyone else is dropping vowels, <clears throat> and we said no. We're doubling up. <laughs> M O O V. We're bucking the trend. We're a very contrarian company. That's right. Uh,
0: it, you can get a real overview of the names in the mobile industry and what these things do uh, on Kinvey, or Kinvees.
1: Kinvey. Kin-V? Yeah. Yeah. They Kin-V have
0: a subway map. Subway map, which will tell you. It's fantastic. And even Convey's own, own name, it is impossible to know how to pronounce. Are they Kinvey or are they conveying data to you? Which is since they are an MBAS? Is- I thought it was Ken- convey because that makes yeah. more sense. You know. <clears throat> um, so if you look at the mobile industry on this now legendary subma- subway map, which, by the way, we are being included in the next version. Very proud. Yeah, I think so. Since Justin is co-authoring a book with these people.
1: Yes, and while talking to them fantastic people there. I just switched between convey <clears throat> and convey, and no one's corrected me yet so. So maybe they don't even know? They, at least they haven't called me
0: out on it. So as you look at the map of the industry uh, they depict, and this the link is on our site, hundreds of these names which are different combinations of app and cloud and uh, app cloud uh, and then really industrial words like foundry and strata and that sort of thing
1: flex. And the idea of the subway map is to start at service providers and go through these different you know platform-as-a-service, mobile enterprise application platforms, backend-as-a-service, mobile mobile services, mobile SDK, just like all the way through the process. Yes. And you, you don't need to worry about the names that much because these companies are buying
0: one another so fast that the names are getting chopped up. They actually depict Pac-Man eating up
1: as the mobile industry <laughs> right deep. now coalesces at record speed. Right. The, the Really what puts Great. it over the top, the subway map, is the Pac-Man uh, acquisition. Yeah. It's fantastic. But what you are stuck with
0: are the very terrible acronyms that name the sectors of this industry, which we are probably going to be stuck with forever. You have So you have a BASS, which is a back-end of the service. We all remember SAS, the
1: software as a service. Right. So now you have- ter- and the, Although SAS now is not software as a service. Yes,
0: yeah, SAS in the mobile industries and, and in programming, SAS right. is a programming language. Right. Uh, which designed by our very own Hampton Callan, who works our new CTO. Our new CTO, our new CTO the, the designer of SAS, it is a sassy language, whereas SAS is software as a service, right which is the inspiration for the terrible acronym Bas Backend as a service. which is a backend as a service or Mmba as we like to say in the mobile industry. Right. Or pass as we like to say here at move web. Yes. so we have mbasses. And M-PASS is. is a mobile backend as a service. M-PASS is a mobile platform as a service. And then you have the best one. Uh, I got flack for including the Roadrunner on a slide. Um, is the MEEP. MEEP. MEEP is,
1: you know, we might be a PASS, but at least we're not a
0: MEEP. I know, being a MEEP is bad. It is <laughs> a mobile enterprise application platform. It means that you're some sort of platform that makes apps, but you want to sell them for a lot of money, so you only sell them to enterprises, right. and you call yourself a MEEP. You
1: add that E in there. You we, couldn't
0: it be a MAP. Right. We can thank our friends at Gartner and the other analyst agencies for, by come, for coming up with the term MEEP. MEEP. And then, of course, you have... Uh, the, the, at the next level, there are VCs that fund all this stuff sometimes the vc firms themselves maybe they don't feel it's okay to fund these horrible names let have a bad name themselves such as one of my favorites uh the time which that's is right. an israeli vc firm that funds a bunch of mobile enterprises including brow z b-r-o-w dot
1: s-i that's a that's a new naming convention is the because again going back to the url thing you need to get the URL, and it's like, well, if we include the you know, the SI, then we can do yes, can get dot SI, And you backronym the name of
0: your company to fit the URL that you can get. Okay. Unless, of course, you're a programming language in the mobile arena in which you must end with .io.
1: Yeah, but it, URL is really important. I know uh, a friend of mine was starting up an e-commerce store a few years ago, and it was like a two-month period that they were going through like trying to find a good URL trying to find a good URL like all this other more important thing was happening you know building up the, everything and getting everything together and it was all being held off by this URL because it's important
0: yes I, now you can just in, in the valley you can now hire an extremely expensive branding agency where a lot of nicely dressed people show up and tell you what URL is available right. and to buy you don't have to search yourself what
1: letters you need to kick out of your name
0: yeah um so, and of course, there, the, the convention, the oldest convention that fortunately has survived in mobile are all the JavaScripts, at least that you know what they are, because they end in JS. Right. The very, there's some functionality to the JS. So there, there is a problem we've been having here, I think many companies are facing it, is what to do with the word mobile itself.
1: Right. Moby. mob. In that, is it mob? Is it mob? And is the industry mobile industry?
0: Or is mobile a device that you hold in your hand? No one has a solution for this. We're inviting people to write in if you have any solution, please.
1: We need to figure it out. It's gone too far. Yeah, it's
0: landscape mode at moveweb.com. Uh, so we would also like to talk a bit about security in the mobile industry. And by the way, in, in terms of names, some of the mobile security, security firms have... The best names because they're very frightening Right. like our friends at Cloud Strike that has like a, a red falcon that's bearing down on you
1: yeah That you look at that logo and you want to have them on your team uh,
0: so it's come out this week uh, it's probably a surprise to no one back in the day there was a lot of bragging by Apple in the desktop computer days way back when that there were fewer viruses for Apple but back then, it was because no one used Apple computers. It just wasn't worth it to write a virus. And who wanted to attack right. Apple users anyway? They were so right. nice. The
1: same thing. Well, I don't know about that. But the, the same thing. People don't want to do uh, you know, it's difficult to do cross-browser support. Hey. Guys writing malware have the same issue. They, they had to pick a, a, a uh, you know operating system, and they went with Windows. I
0: agree. It's the days of siloed malware. Who wants to write cross, cross-platform malware? So it appears to be the same in mobile now. A study has come out, uh, which is linked to on our site. Uh, it's done by our very own Department of Homeland Security, your tax dollars paid to find out that 79% of malware exploits on mobile are on the Android platforms. So 80% basically right. of bad stuff happening is on Android.
1: Right, which is, you know, it's somewhat shocking. You would expect it to be, it is the largest mobile operating system, but I think But more, not by that much. Yeah, not by that much. More impressive mm. is iOS at 0.7%. I was really
0: shocked at how few exploits for iOS there are. And when you consider that, the iOS ecosystem has so many more dollars in it. There are many studies saying that iOS spends more on e-commerce, that per capita they have lots more money. The people, the rich people in North America who owns iPhones mm-hmm. are much more attractive targets. It A- Apple for all the flack they get for tightly controlling the device and the store, it appears to have succeeded to some degree because they have 0.7% of all exploits. Right. Uh, quite amazing. And for BYOD, which is another acronym that you need to know the mobile industry, right. we're past MBAS now, BYOD, bring your own device. If you're in a meeting and it relates to
1: mobile, you need to say that right. at least once. At least once. Yeah. I mean, for every five times you say HTML5, you need to say BYOD, BYOD at least once. Because you are
0: ing your HTML5 right. device right. while you're talking about mobile strategy. <laughs> But in the in when people bring in their own device, if you're carrying some device into your highly secure enterprise, uh, if you are carrying an Android device, it may well be some sort of like virus insertion kit in the enterprise
1: yeah it's actually it, this is interesting because I think it was a year ago maybe it was a couple years ago uh, Department of Defense finally okayed. Uh, BYOD for Android and iOS devices because for the longest time they just stuck with they stuck with BlackBerry, but now they've and that's why they did the report. This was sent out to a lot of police stations, fire stations. uh... Yeah, it was interesting
0: that it was addressed to public security. Right. Uh, The other, of course, BlackBerry and Windows are very happy about this report because it shows that BlackBerry users. BlackBerry and Mobile and Windows Mobile account for only zero point three percent of the malware exploits extant for each platform. But there's yeah. probably
1: reason for that. Well uh, well, that no one uses them. But besides that <laughs> besides that they're golden when it comes to malware. So again? They're they're golden. They have no issues, you know? Yeah, that's just true. just because no one uses them. No one uses them,
0: uh, and it's not worth. I mean, if you're if you're a busy malware writer mm-hmm.
1: in like, oh, the former, the, yeah. so former Soviet republic. I mean, the days are long. You're, you're getting hassled by your wife. You've got to get the kids this, their soccer game. You, you don't you, have time. You can
0: only write so much malware. Right.
1: You have to, and you have to target Android first. Android, maybe second. You know, maybe second iOS. I don't have time to get around to BlackBerry. We've got it's things to do.
0: So this is what leads us to the, the, the other... You're probably saying, I know you've been following the numbers very closely on Scratchpad. You're like, where's the other 19%? Um, uh, un- the unfortunate fate of the Symbian operating system is to be the victim of one in five malware attacks, which is pretty bad since the phones themselves don't seem worth attacking.
1: No, it's surprisingly high, yeah. 19%. Nineteen so percent. If if you're an enterprise,
0: I was at a meeting at, at a certain very large healthcare provider, and um, their their BYOD policy was to issue an iPhone because they felt it was most secure. So they're going to give everybody in the in the company an iPhone. So a lot of these guys were carrying around two iPhones that they stacked right. neatly in front of them at the meeting.
1: One was their personal one, and one was their company. Which issued. is not a BYOD solution. It's a it's a. B-O-O-D solution. Bring our own device. Yes, bring our own iPhone. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so we have... um, I I wanted to talk a little bit about the GM car. The GM car is fantastic. There's not a whole lot to talk about because everything we're basing it off of is just this Google Plus post by um, uh, Davis Ford. Um, But it's GM's 2014 vehicles. uh, Soon will be in dealerships, and WebKit will be embedded in the, the Dash. And so you can build apps for cars now, and they're using only AngularJS. Um, and so it's kind of a little bit of like a Chromebook solution where the browser is the operating system. You've got WebKit in the Dash, build apps for it using Angular. Which, see, it seems like an extraordinarily bad time to announce
0: this right after... The Black Hat conference where one of the main topics was ha- people hacking cars to make the like fly off the cliff or make the brakes fail. So all I mean I, I don't want to scare drivers out there. I can't quote these directly, but they're I guess telling you
1: that if if you have WebKit if someone uses the wrong browser extension <laughs> your car you're your going to turn right gonna and it's going to get out of control yeah your car is going to go right yeah. but it is
0: interesting there have been a lot there's been a lot of talk about these near-field networks in cars how they are completely unencrypted and so now we're adding browsers uh to the dash where just forget about the human distraction of using the thing while you're driving it,
1: Yeah. It, it has to be hackable it, it, I'm it going, has to be more I'm secure assuming, than the car i'm assuming i'm assuming that there there's this is two different systems, and someone is not going to be able to hack your one would actual... One We hope so. Let's hope.
0: There are, there are now um, VC firms in the Valley that are specializing solely in in-car applications. Yeah,
1: makes And sense. we
0: hope on a future program to have one of the principals of one of those firms uh, on a call.
1: Yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense. I mean... When you're in your car and you're stopping at a red light, what do you do? You probably pull out your phone and do something for 30 seconds if you just, you know, have that built into the dash.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting they chose WebKit just as an aside. You know, we probably have all heard this by now, but uh, Google has forked off of using WebKit. They are now uh, using a fork of it that they're customizing, I guess
1: pretty heavily, called yeah. Blink. Blink, and then... Uh, Opera, I believe, is also using Blink because they made the big announcement that they were going to switch over to WebKit. And then Google announced that they were going to leave so, WebKit. And so Opera said, okay, fine, we'll leave too.
0: And will this appear on, appear on Google's mobile devices, I assume? The Blink rendering engine? Yeah,
1: yeah, Chrome's going to yeah, yeah, exactly. Chrome so is using Go- Blink.
0: So Google announced, uh, oh, I'm less than a month ago, that they had removed about nine million lines of code from WebKit.
1: Yeah, Google was, was very glad to get out of WebKit. I, I remember someone sent me some of the discussions that were going on between Google and Apple, and it was, a, you know, it's surprising that the, the combined effort lasted as long as it did, and it just got to the point where Google didn't want to have to get Apple's permission to make changes. And, so,
0: in, and Google wanted to be able to announce that it was a, a removing nine million lines of bloat from Apple's browser. Exactly. In yeah. their ongoing attempt to make everything they say about mobile and about being more
1: efficient. All right. Hey, they, you know, they eliminated nine million uh, lines of code. That's. I guess
0: I, I don't I don't I have not yet seen uh, the rendering figures, but once you start announcing that kind of stuff, it better be a lot faster. Uh,
1: Even if it's not faster, I think actual <coughs> development of Blink will be faster because there's just less bureaucracy.
0: Oh yeah, and and it's Google. Yeah. Um, so speaking of development, there is now a new way to develop apps.
1: Right. You can develop. Well, you can. I guess no. You won't be able to develop your phone, your car app from your phone. But that it's coming. That day is coming. <laughs> uh, of course, we are talking about the new phone gap app called uh, this
0: is we also don't know how to pronounce this it's all in caps of course so it could be an acronym it but is called ed if i guess if you're french or ad aid
1: aid i-d-e for phone gap
0: yes it's the a-i-d-e the mobile i-d-e so you can develop mobile apps on your mobile phone
1: right and on an android phone it's in google play its 4.99. we will have the uh, link in the show notes
0: because um, you know that you can't wait to get home to begin coding, so you must begin coding on your mobile phone.
1: Right. With
0: the keyboard. Uh, sitting on, on the bus,
1: phone. yes, crowded in with everyone else. Yep, Debugging
0: on a two-inch widescreen. That would be really awesome. The
1: keyboard, the, there's a fantastic video for it on its uh, app page on the Google, Google Play Store. The video is really just fantastic because... Everything is fine, it's you're seeing it it's you know an IDE and then they show typing with the keyboard and there's no way that anyone is using the keyboard when they're developing on a phone. Like at the very least, like assume that everyone is just using a Bluetooth keyboard. Because you'd have to. So, there's no way. So when you're typing
0: on the on the non-Bluetooth keyboard, on the on-screen keyboard, is it going to auto-correct your variable <laughs> definitions to some other word? Yes, probably.
1: No, I would assume the app has it turned off, but uh, it's just not. And I was telling you, I actually have the, I have an IDE on my iPad. I have the Textastic. Oh, And yeah. I've taken it to the coffee shop and done little things in it, and it's really cool, and it's completely impractical. But it was a couple bucks, and I threw it at it, and it's whatever. It's it's fine. It's so fine. would you
0: say it's Textastic?
1: It is text. It's
0: text The Speaking of which, the new pages, the first mobile app that I'm actually able to compose text on without a keyboard. It's just... There's something about it that makes you able to write on a tablet.
1: Yeah.
0: Which I did not think... I didn't think was possible previously.
1: Well, I've always... There's the swipe keyboard that Android uses and that's the one my one disappointment of going from my Android device to an Apple device is losing that keyboard. It's a pretty nice keyboard. The, the thing about this AID thing it's just there is no place left
0: that you can't develop or deploy apps to a car developing on your mobile device And I originally thought this was really stupid but I, I had recently tried, the Cloud9 IDE, which is an IDE that is in your browser, because you also need to develop in your browser. When you're on your computer, it's just too much trouble to launch the IDE. Mm -hmm. You just want to open it in your browser. I thought it was the dumbest idea until I started using it, and it makes sense. It it integrates with all the cloud services and stuff. I guess the only possible advantage to the IDE is that you can test
1: on the device that you're coding on. I guess so, but you can just do it, you know, a simulator on your laptop. It, yes, you have the touch screen for the test, but it's. It, I mean, people are going to listen to this in four years, and it's going to be completely normal to develop on a mobile device, and we're going to sound like idiots. But right now, it's completely impractical. It's
0: ridiculous, yeah. So there, well, I'm awaiting the contraction of the industry where we'll have less acronyms, less bizarre names, uh, less security problems. And we'll all be developing on our phones in a park yes and, and running the apps in our cars yeah um, so I think that's our coverage for this week that's it uh, please write in on future topics and uh, as usual we want to thank our new listeners uh, Quebec England South Korea South Korea we're becoming very South big Korea. in South, South Korea South. yeah um, so whatever we're doing we're very happy and appreciative of the support from our friends in South Korea that's uh, right until next week, I'm Ike DiLorenzo.
1: And I'm Justin McGann. And this is the
0: landscape. <laughs>